0: Welcome to Stop Overthinking, the podcast for overthinkers, people-pleasers, and perfectionists who want to feel calm and confident enough to handle whatever life sends your way. I'm your host, Krista Odegaard, a women's life and mindset coach, lifelong educator, and recovering perfectionist. Hello again. Welcome back. And this is episode eight of the Stop Overthinking podcast, Today, we're going to talk about all those times that you are second guessing yourself. You know, when you can't make a decision and you're weighing back and forth and you might talk to other people and try and crowdsource opinions, or maybe you are just trying to do more research and cannot make a decision. And this is, unfortunately, pretty typical and takes up a whole lot of time and energy in our minds and in our bodies. Part of this is just the way that we're socialized as women, to keep other people happy, to smooth things over, and to not create conflict. And so when it comes time to make decisions... It can seem really messy and uncomfortable because you're weighing all of these things that you really have no control over and against your values, your beliefs, and trying to hone in on what those even are to stay true to yourself. So I'm going to focus on one part of second guessing today. There's different ways that I generally talk about this. There's your self-doubt your worth doubt, and then decision doubt. And so today I'm going to focus on decision-making and second-guessing your decisions. And this can be a decision of any magnitude, like hosting a family holiday meal, to moving or changing your career, to parenting decisions. So I'm going to talk about this, and you can put it into kind of whatever context works the best for you. I will preface this by saying most of what I'm going to be talking about today is from the teachings of Kara Lowenthal, who is also another coach, and I'm doing an advanced certification with her right now, and this is one of the topics that we are covering. So decision doubt, and I'm going to talk about two different kinds of decisions today, decisions that you haven't made yet and ones that have already been made. So first off are the decisions that you haven't made yet. And you just agonize over these. It's like this internal conflict and you might ruminate where it's just going over and over in your brain on all the possibilities. And your brain is telling you, like, if you just think about this some more, it's magically going to work itself out and you will get the right answer. And I'm putting that in air quotes as if there is a right answer. But that never happens because there isn't a right answer. More about that later. So the different ways that we sit and agonize over these decisions and think that there is a right answer, and some of that looks like crowdsourcing opinions. And so you maybe are thinking and thinking about this, and you decide, I'm going to go talk with my friend Rachel. And we talk about this and I might get to a resolution, but I still don't pull the trigger and actually make the decision. And two days later, I haven't implemented this. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I need to go talk to Kim and see what she thinks. And I'm wavering. And basically, I'm just going around collecting opinions as if I can gather enough input that the right answer is suddenly going to be clear. And again, this happens all the time. I remember starting it in middle school and talking about breakups and what should I do and how should I do my hair and, you know, wear my clothes and so crowdsourcing these different opinions. And then as you get older, it just goes into other kinds of decisions and it's parenting techniques and, you know, what should I say to this person and how do I deal with this with my partner? But. When you are just asking for different opinions because you want to feel good, like that you're going to get this magical right answer and it's just going to feel good. Again, it doesn't really happen. It's okay to like gather input or to do research or to talk to a mentor or somebody who might know and guide you in this. But getting stuck on wanting this right answer, wanting to feel good is the problem, especially if you are talking to all different kinds of people, people who maybe you want their input, but they have absolutely no real guidance on helping you make this decision. I see this all the time in mom's groups on on the internet and, you know, just wanting this You know, validation of sorts and getting this input. So, if you are gathering opinions, it's one thing. If you are talking to people who can actually help you make your decision and then you make the decision, that's different. So, hopefully, you can see the distinction there. The whole problem with this, when you are searching out other people's opinions, is you're looking for this validation. And wanting other people's opinions to help you feel certain. And this never works. External validation never works for the same reason. Because your brain instinctively knows that asking one more person might give you a different response. And even if you have gotten all of these responses, you know that they can change their mind. So you have to keep asking, keep seeking, even if everyone agrees there's still that other person out there or the next person that you ask might not. So this external validation is is really just this, you know, terrible cycle to be on because there's no way to get it. It's constantly wanting more and more and more and feeling the uncertainty that it might not be there. So I still need to keep asking and seeking. And it's, toxic. I I don't use that word very often, but it's just a really bad cycle to get into. And it's not helpful in trying to make any sort of decision because it makes things worse. It gives you more, more options, more input, more things to go into your brain. And in this case, more is not better. Get guidance, get input. But if you find yourself asking more than three or four people the same question, there's a good chance that you are just opinion shopping and not actually making a decision. All right. Am I blowing your brain with some of this stuff yet? Because we all do it. All right. The second way that we second guess decisions are agonizing over decisions that you have already made. This is the regret factor when it just keeps going over and over in your mind, like the broken record, if you are old enough to know what what records were. This is because you didn't feel certain in the first place. And so you keep thinking, I've done something wrong, or I should have done it differently. This happens a lot going back to just all all of those things we talked about with people-pleasing and often doing things for reasons that you didn't really connect with in the first place. So if you weren't clear or connected to the reasons when you made the decision with other people's values or other people's priorities or just society as a whole, it's going to feel unsettling. And so then you keep playing it over and over and over again, trying to get to where it feels good, again, in quotes. Like you want to feel good. You want to feel settled. You want to know that you made the right decision. And that's just really not the way that our brains work or even the way that that life works. Sometimes things are messy. Sometimes things are hard. The irony of, of making decisions and then second guessing them. So especially if you did the crowdsourcing route. say so you asked seven people for opinions and then you went and made the decision. And then you're regretting it down the road and thinking that you did this wrong, you don't blame the seven people who gave you input. No, you beat up yourself and are telling yourself that you're a failure, you did the wrong thing, that you know, you're disappointing people. Even though you went around asking for all these opinions in the first place to help you make this decision, but then you pile on the, the guilt and the disappointment and all of the bad stuff on yourself. So not helpful. Part of taking ownership of the decision is being able to make it on your own in the first place. And we'll get to that as as we keep going. So it is important to take this responsibility for your actions. This, again, becomes kind of this cycle. And I'll have people tell me, like, I can't trust myself now because look at all of these four decisions that I made in the past. I made these bad decisions about my finances or relationships or I'm screwing up my kids and, you know, my career isn't on track or all of these things that, you know, just have done wrong in my whole life. So I can't trust myself to make decisions. Again, the flip side of this is you weren't trusting yourself to make those decisions in the first place. Chances are you were second guessing to make the decision the first time around. And you weren't feeling connected. You weren't, you know, making this on your own, built into your values and your priorities. So the whole foundation was shaky. And then you beat yourself up on the flip side of it. Saying, you I can't, can't trust us. myself. Did you know this? And you weren't trusting yourself in the first place. Can you see how this cycle just doesn't make a whole lot of sense? And we get pulled into it thinking, I don't know how to make decisions and I can't trust myself when it's all really just kind of a bunch of baloney. So if you're listening today, chances are that you want to be able to do this a little bit better. And I am going to talk about how you can do that to be able to trust yourself as well as to reduce some of the second guessing. And we do want to reduce that second guessing because like we said, if you are doing that in the first place and then you agonize over the decisions, you just keep going in circles. So if you've been guessing yourself your whole life, it's really not fair to say that you can't trust yourself because you make bad decisions, because it wasn't your true internal wants or values or desires that made those decisions originally. Our socialization and people-pleasing is constantly having us second-guess ourselves, and most likely you didn't know how to do it any differently. That's all you've ever seen. That's all you've ever heard. That's what you see other people around you doing it. So now I'm telling you there is an alternative. You don't have to second guess yourself into the decisions and judge yourself on the other side of them. So there's good and bad news with how all of this works. The good is that there is a process and I'm going to talk about it in just a couple of minutes. The bad is that it's a process. It's something that you learn and it's going to require trial and error and messing it up as you learn to rewire your brain you have to be able to let go of the idea that it's going to be perfect and it's always going to feel right because nothing is perfect. And sometimes life is just messy and it's not always going to feel good. There isn't going to be this certified letter coming from God or the universe that's going to say, congratulations, you got it right this time. Anytime you make a decision, you have to know that there are all sorts of options. And so, There are times when it is going to feel good or right, but there isn't this anointing anything that's going to come down and tell you you got it right. So there's going to always be the possibility of second guessing your decision after you made them. So it's learning how to manage your mind on the other side of it. Your brain is always going to offer these conflicting thoughts. You might feel regret. There might be other people that get disappointed And it's normal, you are human, and this is all part of the process. You can't eliminate it completely. So most of the time, we're second-guessing ourselves in this decision because there's a negative emotion associated with it. But guess what? Negative emotions are about 50% of our life. That's a whole nother podcast about trying to resist them. So things aren't clear-cut. Whether or not life aligns perfectly or it feels good, isn't a reliable metric to determine whether or not you made a good decision. Because your decisions start a ripple effect that impact other people, other parts of your life, and all of those are independent of what you did. And you can't control what other people are doing or thinking. So being in tune with yourself, in tune with your decision-making, That's the metric you have to be able to to adjust to and be able to utilize to know whether it was the right decision for you. So as you are going through this process, you're probably going to keep second guessing yourself as you work on this. It's not to eliminate it completely. The goal is really just to connect with yourself a little bit more each time because there's a good possibility that... You really weren't doing this before. And maybe you've been doing this process for a while, but you haven't recognized that you're not trusting yourself for decisions that you made a long time ago before you started connecting more with your priorities and your values. Okay. And, and you know, the whole thing is we can't run away from making decisions. You can't just not make decisions because things will still impact you. Not making a decision is making a decision. The options really are to keep second-guessing yourself and beating yourself up about it or to learn a process that will improve as you go throughout your life. Those, those are really the options. You, you can sit on the sidelines and let life happen to you. You can beat yourself up or you can start work, working and learning to do it differently. So you get to choose another decision for you. All right. So how do we do this? Very first thing is to identify your values. And this is one of the first things that I start doing with clients. I identified this in other podcasts as well. But tuning in to your values and your priorities, yours individually, is the only way that you're going to be able to determine if you are going the right direction. So it's not about other people and what they want. It can be one thing to be kind and caring, but being able to tune in with what you need and your values and priorities may look different for different aspects of your life. So when I'm working with clients, a lot of times we will start with a kind of a values worksheet. And if you just do a search on the internet for like values exercise, you will find tons of them. Um, You can message me and I'll send you one as well. But... Basically, you know, I try and have people narrow it down to, you know, three at the most, kind of as your overarching principles. But there might be parts of your life that look a little bit different and different times in your life that they may shift. So the values and priorities that you have in your early 20s may not be the same ones that you have once you are you know, married and further along in your career and maybe there are kids and things are going to look different and that's perfectly fine. So just because you have done this in the past doesn't mean that you shouldn't revisit this idea every few years or whenever there's kind of a, a changing point. So when you're making career decisions, that might look a little bit different than the values that you are going to do and have in terms of your partnership, a romantic relationship or or something like that. They might be the same. They might overlap. or they might be a little bit different. And all that you need to know is what they are for you. so for, for example, when I'm making big decisions, most of, of what I do comes down to, I, I've been able to hone it into one, inner peace. Because everything for me lines up to that inner peace. And I, I'm looking at things like my family, integrity, personal growth. Those are all really big pillars. But I know that when those are aligned and I'm doing them right, I also feel that inner peace. So for me, it's, it's kind of that that blend so when i'm making decisions if it's something about parenting and i know that my kids are important but i also know that you know my integrity and honesty and showing up as you know the woman that i really want to be and not having different facets for different people that's part of my journey and that's really important so as i'm making decisions that's what i'm putting forward so as a single mom that looks a little bit different than it did, you know, six, seven years ago when I was married and had a partner and, you know, had to make decisions together, uh, whether that was about finances or my career. Now it it shifts a little bit differently. And while my work life is still really important, I'm looking at it through a, a different lens and I'm still... Know that I'm hooked into those values, but I'm looking at the fam- family part a little bit differently because a big shift in hours when I don't have another person to get kids from point A to point B is as much of a factor as the income is. So, you know, different parts of life are going to have different things, and yours is going to look different than mine. But knowing what those values are, what those priorities are to drive your decision is so important. Once you know what those values are, then you are just using those as guiding principles to orient yourselves towards your values. So when a decision comes up, you can do your normal freak out and overthinking and then (laughs) let that go. And remember, I've done the work to find my core values so I can take a deep breath, emotionally regulate myself and know that I have a plan. I have these these values and what is going to align with them to help me make a decision? And then you are making the decision that's in line with your values and your priorities. And guess what? It reduces so much of that second guessing because you have that plan. You know what's important. And it reduces the second guessing on the other side of the decision because I made a decision that was aligned with my values. And most of the time, that's the very best I can do. I'm doing the very best I can with the information I have, lining it up with my values, and I make a decision. And remember, there's always going to be those ripple effects for you to other people and those sorts of things. And just because the ripple effects aren't what you imagined doesn't mean that you made the wrong decision. It just means other people made other choices that you didn't anticipate. So being able to rewire your brain that your decision isn't a right or a wrong, this isn't a black or a white, but that I can trust myself with my priorities and my values to make these decisions and know that I have my own back on the other side of it, that's going to significantly reduce your second guessing and your overthinking. Again, it's never gonna go away because there's always gonna be other possibilities. But you don't have to let your brain be like a runaway train telling you that you did it wrong or that other people are mad at you or disappointed with you and that you need to second guess it. So really honing in on these these values is so key in reducing the overthinking in your brain. It reduces people pleasing. It reduces decision doubt because you're cued in with yourself. So as a reminder, you're going to learn this process and it's going to be a bumpy road. Your brain is still going to remind you that you made these decisions before that you didn't like and why do you think you can trust yourself now? And you just have to come back and be like, yep, but I'm learning to do it differently just because of whatever happened in the past or how I made decisions in the past or if I didn't like them in the past does not dictate how I'm moving forward in the future. So remember, this can be for little decisions to big decisions. And it might be easier to start with some of the things that are smaller as you are doing this process and becoming acquainted with it. Do the work to find your priorities and values. And don't just sit here and listen to this podcast and be like, oh, yeah, these five things are important to me. Like, write them down, find the worksheet, put the effort in, because You will thank yourself so many times over putting in a few hours of work. And it's not all at once. It's more like taking a look at it, then you need to mull it over and process it. And then maybe a couple of days later, you come back to it. Putting in that work ahead of time is going to save you from the mental, that keep guessing, overthinking, mental mess, emotional overload, all of the stuff that comes with it, with every decision going forward. So this is so important i talk about it all the time if i could tell you like one thing is to really start taking a look at where your values and your priorities lie right now at this point in your life it will save you so much overthinking in the future so as always i'd love to hear your feedback what you think about the the podcast or this topic in particular, if you have things that you would like me to talk about, please send me a message or an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you have found this podcast helpful or valuable, please share it with other people or do a review on the Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to podcasts so other people can find it as well. Have a great week. I will talk to you again soon. Social media and free resources. Head over to my website, coachwithkristen.com. that's Kristen, spelled K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes. Have a great day.